Star Wars 7x7 episode 2680. Alright, we're going to continue with our series of brief looks at the Star Wars Underworld, and in particular the crime syndicates that we might encounter in the Book of Boba Fett when it debuts at the end of December. Today we're going to be talking about the Pike Syndicate and highlighting five things that you might be particularly interested to know, including their relationship with the Huts, as far as we know it. And today's episode is being brought to you by CuffLinks.com. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Boyvon and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So the Pike Syndicate has already appeared in live action and I think that's kind of important because when it comes to the Book of Boba Fett Season 3, it's one thing when we've only seen characters in animation and for a while it was the case that we'd only seen the Pikes in animation, but with Solo with Star Wars Story in 2018, we finally got to see Pikes in action in live action specifically and that's the first thing I'm going to start with is the fact that the Pike Syndicate is in control of the Spice Mines of Kessel. That is their big claim to fame and that's where we got to know them best in Solo A Star Wars Story but there was a lot of chaos caused for the Pike Syndicate on Kessel as a result of Kira's crew showing up and trying to steal coaxium, in fact successfully stealing coaxium from there. So what you need to know about Kessel is that not only is it the spice operation, but it's also coaxium and also materials that the Empire was using for its own empire building, if you will. But despite the chaos that Kira's crew caused in Solo A Star Wars Story, the Pikes still retained a significant degree of power. According to Wikipedia, that power actually went at least as far ahead in the future as 18 ABY. In other words, about eight years after the events of the Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian Season 2, as far as we know. That has a brief correlation slash tie-in with the Poe Dameron freefall young adult novel that came out prior to the release of The Rise of Skywalker. I'm sorry, the Department of Corrections is notifying me that Freefall actually came out in 2020, so it came out after The Rise of Skywalker came out. My goodness, time flies. Ugh. Anyway, so yes, the Pikes were still in operation at least as of 18 ABY. Now for a second top takeaway, here's something startling. They were involved in the whole Sifo-Dyas business that was initially revealed to us through Attack of the Clones when Jedi Master sifo was credited with ordering the creation of the clone army. Well, we all know that that was a crazy complicated plot by Darth Sidious, AKA Sheev Palpatine, and Count Dooku, AKA Darth Tyrannus. As for how the Pikes got involved in the whole Sifo-Dyas business, well, there was a storyline in Season 6 of The Clone Wars where we find out that then-Chancellor Valorum sent Master Sifo-Dyas and an aide to negotiate with the Pikes because there was a whole bunch of nonsense going around over the spice trade and so on and so forth. But, unbeknownst to everyone else, Darth Tyrannus, as in Count Dooku in his Darth Tyrannus disguise, got the Pikes to basically kill sifo but the Pikes were like, 
uh, yeah, we might need a little insurance policy on this. So the aide, whose name was Silman, was captured, kept alive, and held in a pike prison on their homeworld of Obadiah for like the better part of a decade. Now, for a third top takeaway, we'll start to talk about why the pikes particularly matter to our conversation. First of all, they keep showing up. So in Solo A Star Wars Story, obviously the pikes were involved in that. Then they were involved in season seven of the Clone Wars that had to do with the Ahsoka's walkabout storyline where Trace and Rafa Martez are involved in a deal with the Pikes that goes south. And then the Pikes actually are referenced in the final story arc uh, when Ahsoka has to go to Mandalore and fight Maul. So they're definitely continuing to be involved and then the Pikes are brought in again in a storyline in season one of The Bad Batch. And they're also referenced in the War of the Bounty Hunters situation, that whole multi-comic cross-promotional event <laughs> initiative storyline thing. So it really does seem like there's a commitment on the part of Lucasfilm storytellers to keep the Pikes in the foreground for us. And so that seems to be a good reason why we might want to be considering them a little more carefully. For a fourth top takeaway, I'll cover their associations with other criminal elements. Most other criminal elements. We'll leave one out for the end. But at the time of the Clone Wars situation where we're first meeting the Pikes, they become part of the Shadow Collective, which is Darth Maul's effort to you know, create sort of a crime syndicate of his own. And the Pikes apparently were excited to join when they found out that the Black Sun crime syndicate was going to be a part of this. So yeah, they have a fairly complicated relationship with Black Sun and I guess at some point the Black Sun folks said hey we should merge enterprises and the Pikes said no and that led to the Black Sun folks kidnapping members of the new leader of the Pike Syndicate's family and that actually ties into the Dark Disciple novel by Christy Golden that retells or tells for the first time I guess <laughs> the storylines from the Clone Wars that are part of the legacy of the Clone Wars which include Asajj Ventress's time as a bounty hunter and her relationship with Quinlan Voss. And they also, in the time of Solo A Star Wars Story, maintain what I believe Dryden Voss called a fragile relationship with Crimson Dawn. So it's really fascinating that the Pikes seem to have this ongoing collaboration with Maul, organizations led by Maul, but you know, Maul's dead by the time of The Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett. At least we hope so. <laughs> we think so. I mean, he survived getting cut in half. So, <laughs> oh, good grief. He should be dead. He should be 12 years dead by the time we get to The Mandalorian Season 2 and the Book of Boba Fett. But otherwise, their operation seems to be chugging along just fine. And obviously, we don't know much about it in the space between the end of the original trilogy with Return of the Jedi and getting to the Book of Boba Fett situation, but from what we've gathered so far, it seems like the organization is still you know, significant enough. It's not like in decline the same way that the Hut Clan seems to be in decline. But speaking of the Hut Clan, that's going to be our fifth and final takeaway, and I'm going to get to that in just a moment, but first I do want to take a moment to say thank you so much to the fine folks at Cufflinks.com who have been partnering with us on the podcast 
this month. I'm continuing to build out my Rebel-themed accessory suite with the R2-D2 tie and the Millennium Falcon tie bar. And now I'm adding a little bit of resistance flavor to it with some very cool pop art style R2-D2 and BB-8 socks. And it really is awesome to be working with cufflinks.com because they have so many terrific accessories and you really can build outfits that go from you know subtle to outrageous depending on how bold you want to be with your style and whether it's star wars or marvel or sports teams or any other of a host of branded items. In fact, you can actually explore the whole site and take 15% off anything your heart desires there with no minimum purchase at all. All you have to do is use the code SW7X715 at checkout when you shop at cufflinks.com. Again, that's code SW7X715 when you shop at cufflinks.com. Okay, for a fifth and final takeaway, let's talk about the Hutt's relationship with the Pikes. It ain't great. <laughs> let's just put it that way, it ain't great. So, going back to the time of the Shadow Collective, when Maul had organized this along with Death Watch and the Black Sun and the Pike Syndicate, they tried to force the Hut clans to be a part of this Shadow Collective operation to the point where they were actually like attacking the Huts. So, assuming the Huts have a long memory, which is probably the case, they can't be too happy with the Pike Syndicate for trying to strong arm them into being part of this Shadow Collective. And getting into spoilery territory just because it's comparatively new in the war of the bounty hunters series there is an incident where han solo's carbonite block is actually put up on auction and the pikes wanted a shot at it one might imagine because solo was responsible for some of the damage that happened on kessel he was certainly involved in it but they lost the auction to none other than job of the hut and i'm certain there was probably some particular satisfaction that Jabba took on that, not only because, of course, he had a beef with Solo, but he was also one of the huts that was strong-armed into the Shadow Collective when the Pikes attacked his palace. So, yeah, definitely some bad blood between huts and Pikes for sure. As for what this could mean for Boba Fett in his series, The Book of Boba Fett, well, we talked about how him displacing Bib Fortuna means that he's kind of putting himself directly at odds with the Hutt clan and the Pikes. Yeah, they're probably paying very close attention to that particular development, and you would wonder whether they might want to say, oh, this is interesting, maybe we should kind of help Boba Fett out a little bit with this, or, you know, possibly partner with him. They certainly have indicated in the past that they do like to partner with other criminal organizations, they just don't necessarily want to merge with them. The thing I wonder about, though, is whether Boba Fett is going to work with the Pikes regarding Spice. There's something about that that just feels like, you know, I can't put my finger on it. And if this is something that, you know, you have knowledge about that you can point me to, I would greatly appreciate it. Chime in wherever you have a comment section for this episode or at home base at SW7X7.com. I have this sensation that Boba Fett wouldn't want anything to do with spice mining, spice dealing, drug dealing, basically, that whatever he has in mind for his new criminal enterprise would exclude that for some reason. So, yeah, I, I don't know why it is that I've, I feel like this is the case, and I feel like there must be something out there that's making me think this, but... I don't know, that's what I'm walking into with this. So if you agree, disagree, have evidence to support or, <laughs> or 
deny, then by all means, please let me know. And that right there is going to do it for this episode of the show. And it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.